It's got it, and it's also got its like random fan service moments. But unlike in shows like Kill a Kill, yeah. in this one they're just they're not over the top. They're just so straightforward that they come back round as funny. I, I, I love the ones in Kill a Kill because they're often like accompanied by like horrifying, fetishized violence, where it's like we fucking mm-hmm. dare you to masturbate to this fucker. Go on. <laughs> You see those panties? Yeah, we know you see those panties. And you see that person getting ripped in half, chainsaw style? Go on, whip it out. We dare you. Come on. Do it! <laughs> like, that's what that show is. That's why I love that show. Mm-hmm. Kill a Kill, I could never get... I don't know what... The sexualization in that show just was just Wait, am I confusing man. Kill a Kill with Elfin Lied? I think I am. I mean, I loved Elfin Lied. Elfin Lied and Kill a Kill are very different. Yes, but they both have fetishized murder. Oh, uh, that, yes. yes. I'm sorry, yeah. I'm stupid mind, but yes, my, my, my previous statement stands true. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is liking Kill a Kill, there's nothing yeah. wrong with. I'm the odd one out who's not, I'm not big on the uh, show. It's, did you like Gurren Logan? Same no. guy, so you wouldn't like uh, that, that. That makes oh. total sense. The thing is, is I like Trigger Studios. Gurren Logan, I hate Simone. Yeah. Because I hate the character design of any character that, like, they don't save one person or something, and then they just give up on the universe yeah. all in one, like, I couldn't do this one very, very far away from me, completely unrelated task that I had no right with the ability to actually perform. I'm going to take this out of myself. And I'm just like, fuck you. But that show gave... <laughs> you know what, Simone? Jump off a cliff. But that show gave me my favorite <laughs> motivational phrase. Oh, I'm sure. Don't believe in yourself. The show has great... Believe in me who believes in in you. Who believes in you, yeah. Hello and welcome to Wicked Awesome Cast, episode 70. I am Jeff, also known as Invader Gurr, and I am currently joined by Alex, a.k.a. the truck driver, a.k.a. the really, really, really tall guy, except he's... I don't... I've never met him in real life, so I don't know his actual height. A.K.A. <laughs> DJ Khaled, as his Instagram has instructed me. Is Can you confirm that? Is that true? Are you DJ Khaled? I, I, I am now DJ Khaled, yes. Okay. I thought it was Khalid. And I've heard Khaled, Khalid, whatever. The played yourself guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Another he, one. Alex, Alex uh, Chainsaw Masker style, ripped his face off and uh, put it on his own. And by that, I mean stole his beard. One hair at a time. Yep. Um, and I'm also bo- joined by Charlie, a.k.a. Mordak, a.k.a. The Wicked Mans, or I think he might be. I don't know. The Wicked Mans are moderator. I have AKA not the, the Wicked moderator. Man. He's in some <laughs> serious... The Wicked Man is in some serious beef with Jim right now. I don't get between really? those two. Wait, What? Who hates Jim? No one. He just made a comment on one of the videos and the Wicked Man chose to respond. Oh. Hmm. Wait, Jim comments on his own content? Occasionally. It's a little weird. Ooh, that is a dark hole to fall down. It it may Um, have had something to do with the fact that the catchphrase of that episode may have been, Jim should never be allowed to say he's got this. And he responded with, I got this. And the Wicked Man chose to respond with, do you? (laughs) (laughs) Because we got video uh, evidence that says otherwise. Our benevolent wicked man. The benevolent wicked uh, man, moderator. 
So I'm guessing your your AK for this week is gonna be not the wicked man. I am. I I wish so I had that just kind being, of power. Yeah, I'm just going to be accurate then. Yeah, I I wish I wielded that kind of unbridled, truthful power. <laughs> so, Alex, do you want to go first, or do you want me to? Uh, you know what? I'll go first. Sure. So uh, this week, let's see. Uh. Well, what's it called? Uh, Lawbreakers went back into beta, so I got to play a little bit of that, which was fun. And of course, it's a beta, so some stuff was broken, but still overall enjoyable experience. Uh, no Kingdom Hearts update this time, unfortunately. From the last podcast, I was also kind of sick, but started to get better. Oh, through the magic of oh, editing, yeah. you have no clue how sick Alex was during that podcast. Yeah. Like, I thought he was going to die halfway through. Yeah, it was, it got it got a little bad, not too bad. But uh, I really liked how I was, when I was editing it, there were like thirty second periods where I'm like, and that's when Alex got like stuck in a sneeze. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, so yeah, feeling better. Uh, what else have I been up to? Oh, so this past weekend I helped uh, my girlfriend move the rest of her stuff into the house, so she's fully moved in, even though we've been together for almost a year now. Oh. A year and a half, but she's lived with me for all, about a year already. But so we have a new, uh, a new resident. How many legs you... does this one have? None. None. Wait, what? So no it's the legs. rare jumping spider. Your no. girlfriend has no legs. No, it is a yellow anaconda. Are anacondas poisonous, or are they constrictors? Uh, constrictors, and they're not poisonous. They're if they were poisonous, they wouldn't be poisonous. They would be venomous. Poison is injustice. Sure, no, fair, fair. It's poison yeah. when enters your system. That's fair. I yeah, I I know because Mandy has corrected Today me I on learned. the same thing. <laughs> I so is a yellow anaconda that like milky white snake they bring out at all the kids' birthday parties, and they're like, hey, look, it's a boa constrictor, and it's all yellow and kind of sickly like Jeff is. Kinda, maybe, but it's not as big as I thought it was gonna be. Yeah, like, I heard anaconda. I'm like, oh, okay. And this, it's so perfect because I'm surrounded by hitman animals because this one <laughs> happens to be called sniper. So you have a snake named Sniper who wants to choke the fuck out of you. You have a scorpion that's obviously packing heat. You have two tarantulas just waiting to cut you, and I haven't made up a crime your dogs are thinking about inflicting yet. Yep. So, yeah. I'm filling I'd, him with cuteness. I'd like to officially announce the podcast is going back to two people, as um, Alex mm -hmm. has obviously been murdered by his girlfriend's pets. Yeah, I'm. Uh, we're officially outnumbered three to one at least in this house. It's beyond at least, man. You can't fight a snake. <laughs> I've tried. You can't punch that shit. You can't strangle uh, that shit. Like, all you can do is know. stab and shoot. I don't know. I've run into a lot of those in Resident Evil 4. If you cut them open, you get a chicken. That's egg. what I'm saying. All you can do is stab and shoot. You can't punch a snake. Yep, you need uh, to get a really good knife animation, though. Or a TMP. Honestly, most other guns are a waste of ammo. <laughs> yeah, so uh, it was nice knowing you guys. I had a good run. Are snakes on the list of animals you're afraid of? No, they're, no. they're not, actually. Spiders and insects. 
Snakes, I, not bad. Okay, because I actually spent some time at a um reptile store this weekend. Uh, what size food does the snake eat? Uh, I believe this snake eats mice. Okay. Yeah, I'm still recovering from the time I was in the Snake and Reptile store and they opened the dead animal freezer and I was like, I, I wasn't prepared to see that many vacuum-sealed rats in one place. Hmm. Yeah. No, uh... Uh... Mm. So, so how do you... You seem to be a little apprehensive about the snake. How do you feel about the steak? I actually don't mind the snake, to be honest. I Not think the all. snake might be partnering with Alex. It's going to be Alex and the snake versus the others. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> his first ally has moved in. I wanted to hope his girlfriend would help, too, but yeah, she bought the other ones, so obviously she's trying to kill him. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Clearly so, she sided with the scorpions. <laughs> clearly. Yes. No, but, um, it's, like, well, it's actually, I mean, the snake's cool. I got no issues with snakes. Uh, I've held snakes before. It's all good. Mistakes like just... I've held people before. Oh, uh... but uh, I have to say though, um, yeah, like snakes never really been a big issue, so I'm fine. Although, in the subject of feeding sizes and whatnot, yeah. Um, one time my girlfriend sent me a Snapchat of a uh, of a rabbit, and I was like, oh, that's a cool looking rabbit. And... Oh, that thing had seconds to live, huh? And she, no, she was like, oh, look, it's dinner time. And I'm like, oh, is the rabbit eating? And she's like, no, the rabbit's going to get eaten. And I'm like, oh, you're funny. Ha, ha, ha. And later on, I asked, so what happened to the rabbit? And she's like, oh, honey, that rabbit's dinner. I'm like, what? Like, no. And she fed it to a fucking snake. Yeah. I. Yeah, no, that's that. That was a food animal. Yeah. While I was at the reptile store, I got to hear about proper snake feeding procedure. Do you have a feed box for your snake? Uh, yes. Okay. So, that, that, yeah. Manny's a professional at this kind of stuff. Yeah, I, so. I, I just wanted to say the word feed box and have you respond to it. Yeah, no, and the feed box is definitely far away from me. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a picture of Alex's face on the side. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, uh, it's cool. You know, it's it's just nice uh, having it all moved in, which was the moral of the story and everything that we've been doing. But yeah, so just uh, this uh, brings the animal count to what seven? Seven. All right. Yeah. Seven. Well, Two tarantulas. using cat lady math, you're already fucked. Yeah. Yeah. So they're gonna eat your face. <laughs> Well, I'd just like to say it was a good run, Charlie. It's been a pleasure. Jeff? Yeah. Sad I never got to have a beer with you, but uh, it was nice to yeah. know you, sir. Jeff physically nice can't drink you beer. Hmm? Jeff physically can't drink beer. What? Yeah. I did not know that. I got speared with a hockey stick when I was younger, and I stunned my intestine. I spent a night in the hospital throwing up everything, and my ability to hold down carbonated beverages was drastically altered. Oh, my God. And beer is, like, the most carbonated thing ever. I've always wondered about this, because you used to pound Monster like it was water. 
Monster isn't anywhere near as carbonated. No, that's fair. I, the, I didn't notice the level like, of carbonation you, was a thing. If imagine this, if you were to pour a monster out into a glass, how big's the head on it? Fair, very fair. Uh, yeah, I, for some reason I thought it was you couldn't drink anything carbonated. But I'm like, but he drinks energy drinks. Like his life depends on them. A uh, little bit. I'm trying to break the habit, but I'm bad at it. Yeah. But um, I also I can only have like. Two energy drinks in a day before my stomach's just like you've put too much carbonate fluid in there. Sure, rejecting it. Huh. I just never exceed the maximum. And hey, you have nothing to judge yourself on. I poured three rock star rehabs into a thing of orange juice this morning. So, wow, <laughs> that's a lot of orange juice. <laughs> I I cut the orange juice with this orange juice. It makes it orange juice, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's been a rough couple of weeks. I didn't, I didn't know that was a thing though. Can carbonation getting hit in the stomach that it destroys your carbonation drinking ability? Oh. What's well, more, I the lining. can't burp. Yeah. What? I don't really burp, and when I do, it's super quiet. Huh. So imagine drinking a beer and not being able to send the carbonation anywhere. Oh, so you're like a pigeon. Yeah. So if you have some like too much carbonation, you're just gonna poof like a. Thing of feathers in the sky. Yep, I've been described as being that, or in a likeness to that of a pigeon or chicken many a time. Huh. Oddly enough, yep. never by me. <laughs> what about you? I have never known enough about this to describe you as pigeon-like. I have to add <laughs> this to the insult wheel. Yep, pigeons and chickens, apparently they go boom if you uh, give them carbonated liquid. Yeah, like if you give them uh, Alka-Seltzer, they explode. And seagulls, for that matter. Well, birds, because they don't have a way to process the gas from the... Uh... Fair. So, but yeah, you're basically a uh, bird. Caw-caw, motherfucker. <laughs> but uh, I forget where this tangent came from. Oh, Alex is dying because pets. Yeah, How else was yeah. your week? Other than that, it, it's been swell. <laughs> You know, living under the fear of uh, death for the last year. Uh, Makes you feel yeah. alive, right? <laughs> Which animal would you be most upset to be killed by? Scorpion. The girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> the scorpion, for sure. Because it doesn't even have a fucking stinger. <laughs> yeah, it's going to shoot you. It's got a gun. <laughs> yeah. I'm saying. Like, God didn't create all creatures equal. Smith and Wesson did. <laughs> So yeah, so that would be the one that pissed me off the most. Alright. Guess that means it's my turn. Uh, Your time to shine. Yeah, so I, as part of... Do, I, I, as I may have mentioned a couple times already, I've been stupid busy as of late with things I either A, can't talk about, or B, aren't worth talking about, and they're mostly work stuff and trying to buy health stuff. But um, well, in between that, I got to Google songs to fuck to and i have learned that everyone is wrong <laughs> marvin gay i we went with marvin gay because all the other results i got were just wrong what were the other results uh lots of stuff with either no tempo to it or like I, maybe is the answer but like if you're fucking to these songs you're doing it wrong <laughs> like no. 
Like, these songs could only be described as glacial in their beginning, not anything else. And, like, I, I get the R&B angle, and so that's why I went with Marvin Gaye, after all. But it was like, nah, there's nothing, like, there's nothing sexy about these songs, nothing sensual. It's like, ah, this is just bad. I, I invite you to now all Google the, word, the phrase songs to fuck to and listen to the first 50 results you get before you get to Marvin Gaye and go, fuck it, we're going with this because nothing else is worth going with. <laughs> We were like, no, Tool songs are a terrible idea. Those time signatures are bad for you. Uh, Tool showed up a couple times. Not wow. going to lie to you. Like, I, I tried metalhead lists. I tried not metalhead lists. I tried, like, gangster you know rap what? lists. I tried just straight have, Googling have songs sex to, to the to. intro to the Something Wicked Studios or the outro. And right in saying outro. you did. Cause... Outro. What? The outro is great for that. Yeah, um, it's got a right tempo to it. Yeah, that'll be my. That's my success as an artist is right there. If someone is <laughs> fucked to music that I wrote, but <laughs> you know, in the grand scheme of things, like if I was a musician, if note, like if someone was like, "Dude, I bone to your songs all the time," I'd be like, "Yeah, I'm doing something right." <laughs> Well, you ideally, if you're an artist that has that going on, you usually can turn to the back to the person and go, so do I. I don't but, need uh, my songs to get laid. Yeah. Unfortunately for me, uh, I don't think it's working. <laughs> <laughs> hey, baby, into speed metal? Yeah. How do you feel like imitations of superior industrial bands? <laughs> Ever wanted to do it to something that sounds like Rammstein, but isn't? You mean Eisenbrecher? No. <laughs> it took me a second to realize how deep that joke was right yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah. Um, no, but be a, aside from Googling that, I played a bunch of Pyre. Pyre. P-Y-R-E? Yeah. Yes, the latest game from Supergiant Games, the guys behind Bastion and Transistor. And that game is kind of awesome, and... Also, real fucking weird. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, it's from people that made Bastion and uh, Transistor. Yeah, it's it's got some real nice style to it. Like, but so uh, let me describe this game. Um, on one hand, it is kind of like if NBA Jam was a religious ritual that had to be performed to appease the gods, and on the mm-hmm. other hand, it was a graphic novel about traveling through just the worst wasteland ever. Hmm. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, basically the way the game works is you have rights, which are the NBA Jam segments, where it's got kind of this cool basketball, dodgeball, soccer, football thing going on. Like it's, it's really hard to explain. Like We'll do a video for it, I promise. I just haven't had a chance to yet. Like It's real cool. And then in between matches, you like have graphic novel and RPG elements and gear to deal with. And I kind of dig it. Like the the voice acting, the writing for it so far has been pretty solid. The character design's pretty cool. Like I it's just a neat game. It's I I think it's my favorite super giant game to date. Like I loved Bastion and I think I like this one more because I really love the I the, the the game parts, the kind of sporting event ritual stuff. 
it's a little weird, but once you get into it, it's like, yeah, this is pretty fucking cool. Hmm. It's got a couple pacing issues. Like the first half, like the first couple hours of the game are we have to introduce you to all of the characters you can play as. And as a result, it feels a little kind of rushed, but at the same time, it's like, I got a fucking, it's like, okay, I got a team with an outcast, with, with a wastelander, a harpy who's hot as shit, and a giant demon chick who's also hot as shit. And, and I am totally okay with this. They fucking rocket running that ball. Mm hmm. Yeah, it's it's interesting because kind of every character is their own class in some ways, and there's a multiplayer mode, no online multiplayer yet, which I actually think is a giant missed opportunity because I would watch the multi, I would I would watch multiplayer versions of this game's sport thing. Like it's, it, it could be esport. Mm-hmm. Because it's got really, a, a, it's. It's weird. Like it require it probably require a couple tweaks, but at the same time, like it's got all the kind of stuff you'd look for in like a fighting game. Kind of like it's very windjammery in a weird way. And because the game like has a real cool style to it, and the the rules are very obvious upon looking at it, like how the game works, and because it kind of plays like a normal sport, it's like nah, this this should be something. Like there should be a competitive scene for this game because. This is weird. Hmm. Yeah, because it's very... It, the game has very obvious offense and defense and strategies that go along with that and stuff, and I, I don't know. It's just cool. But, yeah. Yeah, it's it's 20 bucks. I, I play it with a controller. I can't imagine mouse and keyboard controls for that game are good. But like it's it's cool. Like if you're looking for something weird and you got twenty bucks to burn, I can't I cannot recommend that game enough. It's real something. Or a waiver to go to ten. Yeah, it's I don't like even though I did not like Transistor, I don't think Super Giant Games has made a, made a bad game to date. And I think this is definitely like the most super giant game to date. And it's definitely their best. Mm-hmm. It's got it's some a, good yeah, they're They've swing and made contact with with the uh, the ball pretty good. Yeah, like it's weird. Like I I don't like Transistor, but I have nothing but respect for that game. Like I don't like this game, but that's for me reasons, not because it's a bad game. Like it's not Bastion. That's my issue with this game. Mm. And like what do you the mean by that, uh, it's have you played Bastion? I have, I have not, not, but I've heard plenty of like literature on the thing. Yeah, it's. A bash it, the combat systems are similar enough in Transistor and Bastion, and then also different enough where it's very possible to be like, I just would prefer this game was Bastion. Like, mm -hmm. it, it's a shitty thing to say because like so much of what that game is is different from each other. But it's like, no, no, I prefer the way Bastion plays, and that's on me. But then you have this game where I'm like, it plays so differently, and it's so cool. Mm -hmm. It kind of feels like a turn-based strategy game and kind of feels like a sports game and kind of feels like an RTS and kind of feels like a fighting game and then there's a graphic novel in between stuff. Mm -mm. And the design is cool as shit. Hmm. Yeah, it's... Yeah, I. it's a cool game. Like, it's. I don't think it's like my game of the year. It's definitely too early to call that, but, like, it's a really cool game. It's just not my... It, I I can't. 
I would recommend that game. It's for me definitely not the best game that's come out this year, but it's definitely a game of like strong note. And at twenty bucks, you're getting a lot for twenty bucks. I think it's about ten hours long. I'm probably about a third of the way through, mm. and I'm digging it. Yeah. Aside from that, I played a little Warframe. Uh, we're gonna start doing that for the channel once I stop being crazy busy and. I have prepared myself for that. So should I probably start downloading more? Well, I have. I think I have it downloaded. I just need to. Yeah. I should also probably get that free package thing they're offering right now on Twitch. Frost Prime. Yeah, that's actually why I logged in. Because I'm like, hey, I don't have Frost Prime yet. I should log into that and get that. Frost okay. Prime is okay. It's better Frost, and I love the Frost Warframe. Now, I, mostly uh, beyond all that, like, I think part of me has realized that, like, it's only a month now, give or take a couple days, until Destiny 2 comes out, and part of me is like, yeah, Destiny 2 needs to fucking come out already. I'm is ready. It, is it a month? Uh, by the time this goes up, yeah, because we're recording on the 2nd. It comes out September 6th. Fuck, I guess I really do need to go pre-order I, early. Uh, yeah, because I got cut off last week. You were joining me on the PS4, right? Yep. Yeah. No, I. But then when it comes out on PC, I'll get it on PC. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens on that for me. If I can cross play characters, I will. But yeah, I guess might as well announce this now. There will be a day it comes out live stream. I'm taking the day off from work. We're going to do it. Nice. I may, I may do the same, actually. And then I'm going to go from that to record the podcast and spend the entire podcast sitting there being like, why am I not playing Destiny 2 right now? Fuck all. <laughs> Fuck this, Jeff. It's like they're more like, I kind of am playing Destiny 2 right now. Charlie, what do you have to say about this? Oh, nothing. You're playing Destiny 2 right now, aren't you? Shut up. <laughs> Hunter's a fucking slut. I mean, what? Titan for the win. <laughs> yeah, no. Nah. Filthy warlock. Yeah, it finally hit me. Like, that game is close. And I'm like, yeah. I could go for more Destiny right now. Like, I'm, I'm looking for that kind of passive, grindy, long-term relationship with a game right now. I'm like, I've had some time to cool off from Destiny 1. I've had my fun with some free-to-play bullshit all over the place. I've, I've enjoyed the time I've spent with Warframe a great deal, and I will expect to play more of that, but you know, I'm ready for Destiny 2. I think it'll be fun. Yeah. I mean, I definitely... The little beta that we had was pretty enjoyable. Yeah, so, uh... it's it's fun going into this intrigued as I am. I'm kind of glad I didn't go crazy and try and complete all those challenge things to get the emblems. I got four out of five. I was happy enough with that. And I rationalized them myself with, to get the final one, I, I'd have had to have like realistically played the majority of the, of the last year. And I'm like, I didn't like Rise of Iron. I didn't play that much during Rise of Iron. It's okay I don't get that one. I got all the important ones. Like the ones for being a badass in year one and two. Huh. I have nothing of those. Nope. And that's what makes me feel better at night. Yeah, that's part of the reason you also decided to do today's podcast based off the subject we're doing later. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> ah, superiority at its best. <laughs> I am not, I am feeling sad that soon it will no longer be meaningful when I say as an alpha player, people will be like, shut up, old man. We moved on. 
right? Yeah. Get off my lawn. Get, off, get over yourself, old man! I remember back in Destiny 1 when shotguns were secondaries. <laughs> Shut up, old timer! Oh, he's going on again about the good old days. Back when you had to grind for shit. What the fuck's etheric light? Sorry, ascendant <laughs> light. Ascendant energy? Wow, it's been that long. So that means it's your turn, Jeff, and you weren't here last week, so... I wasn't. No, Jeff so, was... Uh, you actually had no a thing, too. Like, it wasn't just us ditching you to talk about <laughs> Destiny. Like, you had a thing that distracted you from podcasting. Well, so, last week was a bit crazy, to say the least. Um, Go on. I wound up going out every single night between Wednesday and Sunday. Like out and doing something, so I'm going to brief overview a lot of it. Since when do you party uh, or have fun? Yeah, I know. The week just happened to kind of slam itself together that way. Um, so basically, me and my roommate had been getting ready to try and go to an open mic and play uh, guitar uh, for a while. And we went to the, at my apartment complex, there's a spare, like, it's the office building. And it's in its own building next to our apartment complex. And usually there's no one there. And we wound up meeting another, like, uh, music group there that just happened to be using it when we wanted to. And uh, we wound up, you know, shooting the shit with them and became friends. And so the next day, which was, or they invited us to come see them at a uh, bar in town to just hang out. And that was the night of the podcast that I missed, where Charlie was basically like, hey, we're not doing the podcast. And then apparently you guys did the podcast, and I didn't hear anything to the latter. So I fucked off and went to a bar. Um, it didn't feel right to interrupt your evening. We're like, I think I was texting <laughs> Alex at what, like five, being like, hey, you're free to do a podcast. I got off work early. Mm-hmm. Yep. So uh, our friends prepared us for this saying, hey, there's going to be a lot of ukes there. And apparently what that means is a lot of ukuleles. And what that really meant was they were the only act playing that night that wasn't playing a ukulele. Oh, boy. And so since then, I have come to the conclusion that the ukulele is the single most self-conscious and insecure instrument in existence. Because every ukulele player needs to know at least one song that has the word ukulele in it multiple times. Whether that be... (laughs) Chicks don't dig the ukulele. Chicks dig the ukulele. I can't wait to get home and play my ukulele. Nothing calms me down like strumming my ukulele. I masturbate with a ukulele. Like, they're all songs like that. Um, but it wound up being a fun evening, so I got to spend that night drinking and uh, listening to ukulele music while you guys were, you know, slaving away at the old podcast machine. We talked um, about Destiny. We were fine. Yeah. Um, so did that. Then the next night, uh, me ben, and my you'll roommate... get to move on that quickly. What kind of oh, venue sure. hosts a ukulele night? Uh, extremely Irish bar. Um, with a like small, just like one corner of the room, like uh, probably eight foot by six foot stage. Um, Real upbeat, fun little place in the middle of New Hampshire. Huh. So. They do exist, apparently. 
I hmm. guess, yeah. Um, them and red M and M's, they both exist. So was there some? Wait, wait, back up again. Was there some claim red M and M's didn't exist? Uh, I believe Santa Claus claimed they didn't exist, or something to that effect, at one point or another. Oh, fair. Wow, we're doing uh, some deep cuts for bad references today. I know. <laughs> um, so did that. Then the next night, me and my roommate actually went, and I have now officially played an open mic for the first time ever and actually gone out and played guitar cool. for strangers. <clears throat> so recapping that night, some of the highlights of like, oh, God, so I do actually need to tell a story from the beginning. Oh, God. So me and my roommate pull into the parking lot, and there is a woman there in the parking lot who's easily pushing 60, 65. And she's wearing a shirt that starts. Oh my God. I don't have visual, so I can't explain it. <laughs> um, it's basically as if she was wearing like a shirt that. Let me try a it metaphor. Only covered, think it, works. it only covered her boobs and nothing else. Her entire stomach was just out for the world to see. So it was a crop top that was more crop than top? Yeah. And me and my, my roommate literally goes <laughs> out loud um, and starts laughing. And so we, we get out. We wait for her to figure out how to use the uh, parking machine, which, like, I was Always waiting behind her. All, yeah, she was just making, like, constant, like, angry and frustrated, like, motions at it and, like, condemning this... Uh, parking machine so we get, we pay our parking we take our stuff we go in and um my roommate summed this one up best which is uh or we get i get my gear on stage they do sound check and whatnot and where we find out on the list we are dead motherfucking last Ooh. um and the first person up is this like seven-year-old kid and it's uh, what was it? Never work with children or animals. Um, and here's why. So, it's this like seven year old girl playing acoustic guitar, and her music teacher's playing piano with her, and she's absolutely cute as a button in like her best Sunday dress. Like her feet touch the ground, but she's up on her tiptoes, and like she just plays like all these like perfect little songs for like little kids, and it was just like. I just turned my room and like, well, we just lost. Wait, Apparently wait, wait, I, wait, wait. I squandered why all my a, talent. Why is a small child at a bar open mic night? <laughs> no, no, no. The, these are different places. Okay. So the open mic night was at a place that I guess it used to be a movie theater, and then they converted it into like a studio type thing. Basically, imagine a high school auditorium, and you've got basically what this Okay. Um, The stage is not elevated. Or it is, but it's like a foot. Got it. Um, it takes two steps. It has two stair steps to get up to it. It's a trip hazard. Uh, yep. Um, but uh, so the little girl plays and like, yep, we just lost. Well, we're not cute. She's talented. We're not like that kid's going places. <laughs> um, so that one was a highlight. Um, skipping over just some like people who just like played music because that's or not as much to say. Um, but let's just say like three or four musical acts go on, do their whole musical thing. And then a belly dancing troupe goes on. 
And the woman from the parking lot is one of them. I was going to say, it's New Hampshire. Yeah. And every woman in this troop is pushing 60. Yeah. I think the young one was in her 50s. And, uh, yeah. They can I'll, dance I'll, if they want to. They can. They have just as much right to be there as I do, but uh, that was a sight to behold. <laughs> I tell you what. Um, but so they went, um, some more musical acts. Um, the poet I talked about on this podcast before was also there. Um, I'm not going to go too much into that one again. Um, and then basically me and my room wound up following this group that was these kids playing like simple plan covers. Okay. But the simple plan songs they chose to play were none of the like, you know, I'm, you know, I'm a high schooler and girls are scary and I want to hold your hand, but I'm afraid to type stuff and picked all the like, I hate my dad because he doesn't understand me okay. music. Um, so that was interesting. And then they finally call up me and my roommate. And uh, earlier in the night, I was completely, you know, like felt feeling confident, ready to go by dead last. I'm like shaking like a fucking leaf and I'm like the Sundance kid in blazing saddles with, you know, yeah, but this is my fretting hand. Like, so we go on and um, we prepared some stuff to basically say for the thing. So my roommate gets up there and he basically is like, okay, um, I'd like, you know, thank everyone for coming out tonight. My name is Robert. Uh, this is Jeff. I will be singing for you. He will not. <laughs> and, and uh, then what we did is he goes, and we, uh, and together we are, and I actually got, or we figured out how to do with a guitar. I'm like, dun, 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 dun. then we both snap our fingers above our heads. Dun, 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 dun. Then we do it the other way to do the full like flamenco thing. Oh, and together huh. we are, okay, Robert and Jeff. <laughs> and oh, so we do start. that. Really. Yep. So for our first song, we did "Under the Bridge" by the Red Hot Chili Peppers, and. I absolutely stumbled my way through the fucking intro and then like it it was bad and then um wound up recovering completely and wound up finishing out the song really strong which was good. So after we played that um my roommate goes, "Thank you. Um so I'd like to tell you a little gr- a little uh brief history about our group on July 27th, 2017, we took the stage and for our next song, we will be playing Ain't No Sunshine by Bill Withers. <laughs> what? Um, <laughs> we have a very, very brief history. Ah. Um, so we, uh, we wound up... Um, so it turned out a group before us played the same song. So it's like, also, please don't compare us to them. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, mm. they did a really good job. Um, but me and my roommate wound up crushing Bill Withers because he's a bass and Bill Withers is a song that I can play in my sleep. Um, and then for our last song, what we did was, um, or after he did that, he's like, okay, time to do a little more of a challenge. And we did uh, Pride and Joy by Stevie Ray Vaughan because I've been talking about how I've been doing nothing but practicing that song for the last three fucking months. Uh-huh. Um, this was the payoff for that. So basically... Or go into the song, crush the intro, crush the middle, crush the solo, and I actually, 
the crowd applauded after I finished the solo, which is something that didn't happen at any point in the night. They never <laughs> applauded in the middle of a song someone was playing. There was always just um, anger and frustration. Yeah. I mean, there was other stuff, too. Like, I, I glanced over a lot of acts. There was a lot of just, like, sure. you know, people playing acoustic songs and stuff. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, we wound up... Um, or I did all that, and then I absolutely fucking butchered the outro like missing notes and like forgetting where i was like this the like anxiety just finally got to me but it's like it's my first show ever like i have no like i was smiling i was just happy to be there and happy someone listened um and usually they only have like 10 people in the audience like the week that me and my roommate went there was literally like i think we were two of eight people there and then this week there was like 40 Huh. Um, the, like huh. the upswing in attendance was enormous. Um, so I did that the night afterward. I went out drinking on the town with a coworker or with some coworkers, um, and my roommate, as one does. The night, yeah, and then the night after that, I went drinking on the town with my brother and some friends back in Massachusetts, and then the night after that, I went out to sushi with some more friends. Because there's a sushi place near us that does like select six piece rolls for three dollars. Is this in New Hampshire Sundays? or Massachusetts? New Hampshire. Okay, you ate sushi and the in select New Hampshire. Roll- yeah, and no, it was fucking good. Um, and me and my mom went there, or so that one. My mom went to Maine, and she was like, "I'm gonna be driving back through uh, New Hampshire. I'll or we should meet up." And I was like, "Okay." And um, she was like, I'll be there at 3, and then I get a call at 3. I won't be there till like, 4.30. And I'm like, ugh, I was going to go to dinner with my friends, but I guess <laughs> this is fine. So I wound up going with her, and we got five rolls of sushi, and I think it cost us 20 bucks. Like, it's it was so fucking cheap. And then um, we, or then after that, my mom wound up leaving kind of early, so I went back to the same sushi restaurant with my friends. And I was still hungry, so I got more sushi. Um, other than that, um, basically because I've been spending so much time learning Japanese, one of the things that's important to me is to just be hearing the damn language. So I was like, okay, I need to pick another anime to watch. And currently the one I am watching is Corpse Party. Uh, that's a choice. That it is a choice. Delightful. Oh, it's great. Uh, it's um, kind of is delightful. Yeah, so I was always a big fan of Higurashi, and Corpse Party's kind of just what comes next. Um, You're not wrong. Yeah. They're not related in any way. Technically, the sequel to Higurashi's more When the Seagulls Cry, but yeah, this one, or Corpse Party, I've only seen like two or three episodes, but so far I'm like, I really like what you're putting down here, show. You pull no punches at all. Um, and if you're into horror anime, this one should be on your bucket list, uh, cause it's really good. Um, and then for the rest of the week, it's basically just been me reeling from that and trying to get sleep cause I went out later than I should have been like five freaking nights in a row <laughs> circle around to Monday. I think I recovered a little bit on Monday, Tuesday. I worked late because I went to hockey today, which was awesome. Um, 
and that brings us like to today. So my time away was spent fucking crazy. Even though I'm like very, very much abbreviating it. Um So yeah, that brings you up to date with me. Well, okay then. I swear to god I'm gonna play video games at some point. <laughs> oh, and I played some Persona three and some Persona five. <laughs> I was I was honestly waiting for that. Yeah. I played a little more Persona 3. I need to like just drudge my way through uh where I'm at. And I'm at a boss in Persona 5 that let's just say the boss powers up a super like kill move. Yeah. And usually that means guard I'm going to attack you and this particular boss it was la na dog. This one shots you. You need to figure out whatever the gimmick is. But it took like an hour to get to said gimmick, so I kind of had one of those fuck this moments. Uh, and I haven't gone back to fight that again. Are you fighting that guy? Or are you fighting something? Oh, something much more. Yeah, I. Um, yeah, <laughs> I can't. I can't say what. I'll. I'll talk to you about this after I, the podcast. Oh, I know exactly what you're at. Um, the solution is grinding because the stuff in that area. You level up against really quickly. Mm-hmm. Should I should I just uh, take off my headphones so you can tell him exactly what it is? Nah, I know. I would have that... to shut off the podcast. <laughs> is the, what it is? Nah, he, he's at the. It, I think I warned him a while back. I'm like, yeah, there's a part in that game where, like, either you'll be the right level or you'll look at it and go, well, guess I'm gonna go grind for an hour. We'll see what happens. Um, because there is no gimmick. Yeah, it's just you need to, or by gimmick, I mean it's kill it dead now as opposed yeah. to try and block it. It's if, straight up, it's like an insta-kill. If you don't have Makoto's most powerful attack, that boss is a lot harder. Mm-hmm. So. Hmm. But yeah, that's, or, and I start, or in Persona 3, I'm starting to finally get towards, it. Fi- the game finally told me your first full moon is in a week, and I just need to get through the week. Yep. Yeah, but texting. This game you. definitely does. What's up? Texting you about that was weird. I'm like, do you know why full moons are important? Yeah. Well, this is why I'm using you as my medium to Google things because I was so I'm like so tempted to just like, do you matter? What what's or like or do these character does this character matter? Do you matter? Do you matter? Do you matter? Do I should I be spending my time this way? Should I be spending my time that way? Because just blindly going into terminus blows. Yeah, I. Persona 3 is about as far back in the Persona games as you should go. Like, yeah. 3 is cool. Is other... 2 and 1 are a little bit... Eh. Yeah. The thing is with 3 as well, that it's like, should I be spending all my time in Terminus? Is like, if you spend all your time in Terminus, you'll basically kill all your characters, and there's, like, punishment for doing it. Yeah. I don't know how to balance this problem. <laughs> Um, the exhaustion system kind of goes away eventually. Okay. Kind of. Or right. you'll you'll learn I to do manage it. I think it's very better. cool that it's there. It's pretty neat. Yeah. Um, I just don't know how to use it yet. Yeah. Um, and I guess give a brief explanation because I'm assuming most people listening to this have not played Persona Three. Each individual character has essentially a happiness level, and if you keep taking them out to battle nightmares it will go down. Um, I'm assuming it also has some kind of impact on their strength in game. Yes, and part of the social ranking stuff you do. 
may or may we'll not fix that. So to keep that. Yeah, that makes total sense. Say that, and then probably my most recent highlight is today. Charlie taught me the word gourmet, which is <laughs> my new favorite term, which describes so much of the stuff I was already watching. Yeah, it's gourmet. Um, it, it almost makes me want to go back and rewatch Machine Gun Girl. <laughs> Please, it's Machine Girl. Is it? Yeah. Huh. All right. Well, there might also be a movie called Machine Gun Girl. I'd watch that too. I'm like Googling this now. I know this movie's by both names. Mm -hmm. So I put in Machine Gun Girl and it's not bringing up uh, the movie I was thinking of. Machine Girl is the movie I was thinking of. Yeah. Okay, yeah, Charlie's dead on. I know my gourmet. Machine Girl's. Yeah, Machine Girl's fucking amazing. Have you watched Tokyo Gore Police yet? No. You should watch that. Sounds like a thing I'd like. Yeah. Some might say it's the pinnacle of the genre. <laughs> uh. That it for your week, though? Yep, that's it. All right. You know what that means, Alex. Oh, what? Is it time for news? It is time for news. Yes. News. And I guess transitioning directly off what Alex, uh, not Alex, Jeff was talking about, we got some Persona 5 news to talk about this week. Um, or We got some Persona news, I guess, right off the bat. So first off, Persona 5 anime confirmed coming to Japan. Isn't there already something out? Because I can definitely see on uh, Crunchyroll that there's like Persona 5 Last Light or something like that. I don't know. This is just, I think this is like a full anime the same way that um, Persona 4 got a full anime. Yeah. It looks Hmm. cool. It looks like another anime based on a Persona moot game, so I'm okay with that. And I, I guess kind of this one applies more to Jeff than anyone else. They have also announced that we're going to get some Persona 5Q, which is great for you um, people that don't want to play a full Persona game and want to play on a handheld. But also, Pers- Atlas is releasing two more Persona dancing games. Persona 3 dancing all night. Persona 5 dancing Star Knight. Sorry, dancing nice. Moon Knight is Persona 3. And so what's the- Persona Q? Persona Q is... I want to call it Persona Condensed in some ways. Like they, I, if I'm remembering four Persona Four Q correctly, it's essentially the same story but faster, and like without some with some of the stuff shaved off. It's for the 3DS, or the. Oh, that doesn't yeah. help me. No. Well, now there's officially at least one game on the 3DS I want. <laughs> Yeah, four's on there. Four down. Four key was on there as well. But uh, the Persona Three and Persona Five dancing games are coming to the Vita and the PS4. Look forward to us not playing these because I don't play rhythm games. Hmm. But maybe. Oh my god! I just want. I'm Ultimax looking at the uh, Persona Three dancing moonlight game, like the trailer that they yeah. announced. I I can't decide yet if I or where I stand on um. I forget who basically the the broske stand in for uh, Persona 3's name is um. The first friend dude with the hat. I don't remember. Well, he's got a name. Not important. 
Be or goatee and hat. Yeah. Well, so moving on from that, I suppose, um, to kind of some fluff news. Apparently, there is a once a year gamer cruise, like it's a giant land party on a boat, and okay. it's in risk of not happening this year because they lost their cruise ship. Wait. Hmm. Wait, 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 hold on. They lost their cruise ship? Um, uh, yeah. It lost its charter to its initial date, so it, it could write uh. itself, but... Oh, can I jump back for a second and say something oh, sure. like... What? Right, isn't it a bit interesting that Persona Q2 is not going to the Switch? Um, I... W <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna save that for a little bit later on, because we got some Switch news. Okay. Sorry. But I, back, back to a lost cruise ship. No, you are absolutely correct. I don't... I, I am of the strong <laughs> opinion that anything coming out right now for the 2D slash 3DS at this point should also maybe probably come to the Switch, but... Borrowed time is borrowed. I... I just think it's a bad look. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, no, I agree with that assessment. I think it looks bad. Yeah. But, yeah, back no to the, but back to the cruise ship. So the cruise was set to take place on October 20th, and it's on hiatus until they find a new boat. Apparently some investors pulled out and they lost all that stuff, but I was more amazed to learn that there was a gamer cruise. Well, apparently this is the best publicity they've gotten so far, so why didn't they fuck it up sooner? I... I as someone who every year looks at the, what's it, um, ten, uh, I one million tons of metal, metal cruise ship tour thing. I look at that every year and go, that might not suck. I could potentially be down with this idea. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, a cruise ship full of gamers is the most hilarious seasickness outbreak I've ever imagined. <laughs> but yeah, I... not a lot it going me? on. I just wanted to add to this whole thing, like, is it me, or has this been the year of shitty festivals? <laughs> like, I mean, like, like, get, like, gatherings, like, the Gamer Cruise thing getting fucked over, right? And then you had, like, the Fire Festival thing, and then, of course, we're gonna talk about Pokemon Go, like, yeah. it's been a shitty year for, like... Well, so, speaking of E3. transitions, or segues, yeah. I guess, um... The people that attended Pokemon Go Fest are suing Niantic. See, that, that's what I, I mean. Niantic gave them a bunch of shit. Uh, they're still suing them for stuff like um, airfare. Yeah. Oh, I guess. See, and, and, and this is where I'm conflicted. I, mean, it's like you chose I don't think to they're going to win that one because, yeah, there's the... You choose to attend what happens there. The company is not necessarily, like, Unless they guaranteed to entertain you or your money back, which even then they only get you your money back. Like, I don't think they're gonna win that one. Yeah, yeah but I, I guess it's one of those ones where, according to the article, at least we have some people flew as far as Japan to attend mm -hmm. this, and that's an expensive ass plane ticket. So as of right now, it's got twenty or thirty plaintiffs. It's a class action lawsuit. It's coming out of California. I don't expect this to go anywhere. But basically, it's seeking damages that are going to cover, like, hey, some of us actually traveled to Chicago for this shit. Like, we would not have gone if not for this event. And, well, 
Yeah. See, and this is where I'm going to be like, this is a stupid lawsuit. Because it's like, okay, the only reason I would consider it, like, maybe is if they got on the plane, got off a plane, went directly to the Pokemon Go Fest from the plane, as soon as the event was done, jump back on the plane and go back. Uh, like, so does this mean I can sue every place I go to that I don't like? That's what I mean. Well, like, this is a little I don't like going to the DM. It isn't though. Um, like, if I'm like, I don't like going to the DMV. The numbers don't matter. It doesn't matter that the person went far. You're not entitled to something once you're there. Like, it's uh, not like they didn't deny them access or something. Yeah, but at the so we talked about DashCon last week some and. The reality is Dashcon made no money. Niantic made like five billion bucks directly after it was on the they kept making money throughout the event. Like no one was going penniless as a result of this. And the idea basically was, hey, it's great you refunded the cost of our tickets, but some of us are out a lot more money and we traveled all the way here for something that literally didn't happen. Like in the same way that it's like you can't sue for a cancellation of a sporting event, but like, there there are some precedents set for this type of lawsuit. I I gotta call bullshit on this I, one. I think it's bullshit too, but don't it's not bullshit in the category of the event didn't happen. It's like nah, it's like, you, and and to be fair, the lawsuit, the base level of the game not working did occur. Like, this was back in like this is this is equivalent to back when the game first came out when it didn't work eighty percent of the time. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. It, it's just it seems like it's one of those just kind of shitty situations. I mean, it sucks. I feel really bad that they went and they had a shit festival. Like, and again, it goes on the theme of just really shitty game related yeah. gathering or just gatherings of people on public festivals have sucked this year. Like. E3 was kind of a shit show with the public. You had the fucking Fire Festival, which I know is not gaming, but you had all those people get screwed over. And then, you know, gamer crews losing their boat, and then now, like, the Pokemon Go thing? Like, it's been shitty, but, yeah, like, I don't I don't think, like, your travels should count as part of this whole thing. Like, unless you booked all your stuff with Pokemon Go Fest, like, oh, yeah, we booked your plane thing as well. Then maybe. Yeah, they were serving as a travel agent. Sure. Yeah, maybe. But, like, if I were to go to San Diego and I had a shitty time at Comic-Con, I can't sue Comic-Con for having a shitty time. No, but that's not what happened, really. Like, if you showed up to Comic-Con and, like, Comic-Con didn't happen for all purposes or, like, half the building didn't exist all of a sudden... That's kind of on par with what happened. Like, they advertised yeah. events, and the events did not transpire. Yeah, shit like that happens all the this, time. Organizations this is get like, and people doing get sued for my for disappointment level. Yeah, this is this is shitty, like, entitled fucking people suing. Uh, oh, no, it's coming out of California. Of course it's frivolous. Of course. And I hope that shit gets thrown out, and I hope you fucking feel bad. Like, yes, I just thought this it, was funny. Yeah, I'm like, sick okay. of this trend of, like, I understand that a lot of these things that we're mentioning have gone bad, but I'm sick of the trend of them being fall with lawsuits. People need to understand sometimes things just go bad, and that's the end of it. <laughs> okay, well, like, okay, so the Pokemon Go Fest thing, I can kind of understand. Like, I, I get it. But, like, 
things like the fire festival where it was a total shitstorm and that venue and those guys completely fucked everyone over and flat out lied that's another story like that that part was different but like this is like they intended for an event to actually happen they put in work and it just happened to have a really shitty thing happen like it, it sucks but like no and you know what? I'm going to take a moment here, and if you're listening to this podcast and you are suing the Pokemon Go Fest and Niantic, you're a shitty human being. I wouldn't go that far, but suck it up, Buttercup, yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like you could have gone, gotten your. Well, where was it? It was in. Uh, it was in Chicago. Chicago, right? Yeah. Just go get a deep dish pizza and shut the fuck up. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I I understand where you're coming from, but still, like, if you flew for something. And you spent a lot of money to get there for it, and then, for all purposes, that didn't happen. They were like, "Oh no, we screwed up." You probably want your airfare back. Like I suspect, a lot of the people that are trying to sue on this one would not have gone to Chicago if not for Pokemon Go Fest. And that, yeah, but but they attempted to refund people their money back, from what I understand. Yeah, they like they, like, they refunded the cost refund. of admission. Yeah, that's which is not the fair. same for everyone. Yeah, but I mean, if they had been like, "Hey, you know what? Hey, we fucked up. Maybe next time, you know, next year things will be different," and didn't refund them, I would a hundred percent support like a lawsuit, sue them to the fucking ground. But like, they were like, "You know what? Hey, we fucked up." After it took them a while for them dancing around, you know, hoops and whatever to actually admit fault, they at least were like, "We're gonna refund you the money from our event failing." Yeah, so, like, I, I, I no guess one can fully control enough. an event failing or not failing. So this officially means that every company that ever tries something and it doesn't go 100% according to plan is now accountable for being sued into the dirt because someone went there. I, yeah. Uh, again, that's a is, terrible fucking This press. lawsuit has only been filed, not... We'll see what happens with it. I'm sure I'll follow this passively. Okay. It is not our place to judge whether or not this is even a real lawsuit or not. I... I guess as someone who works in the entertainment industry and has heard of enough lawsuits of this type that were completely valid, I kind of get where they're coming from on this one. I think the flip side of it, too, is Niantic could have done more to apologize, and they most certainly did not. They did the bare minimum, and I understand the concept of, like, not to shit-talk Chicago by accident, but I went all the way to Chicago, and the reason I was in Chicago was fucking terrible and not because like it rained or Godzilla was there but because these guys couldn't get their fucking technology to work yeah but again it goes to like if that means if they did anything else related to Chicago outside of Pokemon Go Fest their trip is invalid because they still got some use out of traveling to Chicago I think these people did is the real answer like well, that, I don't know. I man. know they, gamers. Like, I can imagine a bunch of people that would come to E3, not get into E3, and then just sit in the hotel room the entire time. I don't know. I agree with Jeff. This sets a terrible fucking. Oh, no. Picture. I don't disagree with that like, either. I'm just playing devil's advocate for a second. Yeah. No. And, and like I said, here's the thing. Like, I would totally, again, I, I would totally feel bad for them if they got, like, nothing. You know, if, if, if Niant Niantic would have been like, hey, well, you know, whatever, but we're not going to refund you or anything like that, then then that's different. But if they at least tried. They issued refunds. They issued a formal apology. Like, what else do you want from a company before it's enough to be like, okay, well, okay, yeah. You're human. Mistakes happen. You know? It's yeah. Like, 
that's like what we're going to go into our main topic later. You know, where if I bought something and I had a bit, like if I bought Mass Effect three or was the new what's the new Mass Effect Andromeda. Yeah, what if I bought Mass Effect Andromeda, hated the game, and then I sued? People did. Ah, uh, no. See, that's that's stupid. You know, because then I could be like, oh, I bought an Xbox One just to play Andromeda. So I'm suing you for the game That's and the exactly Xbox. That's exactly what happened, kind of. Like, that happens all the goddamn time. Yeah. That, like, I, I think there was a Destiny lawsuit filed at one point. I, I think uh, we talked we'll about the how there was a Destiny lawsuit filed at one point. And they're all probably from California, because California is so happy. Yeah. Our oh. laws are silly here. Yeah, I know. Uh Anyway, I, uh, my blood pressure is going through the... It's getting up there with this story about people suing. Well, so let, let's bring it down with the announcement of our next news item that the first not-safe-for-work style game is coming to the Switch, finally. Yeah. They're finally I, getting Leisure Sweet Larry. That game was so great in 2005. Uh, I don't fully yeah. know what this game is, but it appears to use motion controls and... All the gifts and videos I could find of it are you, I, I think, slapping the thigh of a woman in, I, I'm really hoping it's like a volleyball player outfit or something, because she's obviously wearing spandex shorts, oh, and you are beating the shit out of that, like, upper thigh I never thought cap I wanted area. DOA for Switch, but now I want DOA, to be honest. Yeah, like, <laughs> it appears to be kind of a muscle massage game. There's another gif of them, yeah. like, rolling out the amino acids in the... Yeah. Here's the, here's the thing. Nintendo released the Switch with a game that looks like you're jerking off the air with that cow milking game. You really think like the Switch anime game is going to be any more safe oh, looking? I, like, I, I, I think ew. this is more subtle than that game was in some no, ways. So, not at all. Ew. Is this... Um, uh, it's a Japanese it game. It will never make its way to the US. Like, I, I, I'm guessing you two didn't follow the rich vein that was Ben Kagira? I that's more effort than I put into researching this one. Um but I, I googled NSFW Nintendo Switch game. So <laughs> <laughs> no, watching so... gifs of what Charlie's describing, this is one of the most I don't understand games I've ever seen in my life. Like what needed what need and niche is this weird thing filling? Because it literally is like Massage simulator. So uh, yeah. I'm, I'm guessing you guys, given your reactions, didn't follow the totally not safe for work culture of Wii games out of Japan. No. No. Oh, uh, anytime motion controls enter the gaming space, this shit happens, and they're always these kind of anime ass. Like I, I refrain from them weird as hell because they're obviously like as close as we can get to a porn game without being a porn game, and I respect them for that. <laughs> but they're all kind of this weird, like, you're massaging the thigh of a woman to get those amino acids out. Like, and the wee ones were even less subtle. Like, at least this one kind of hides behind the pretense of you're a sports doctor person. Yeah. Nothing in here is overly, like, NSFW. It's just really weird. But at the same time, it's totally NSFW. It's basically I, like imagine if the hand from Super Smash Brothers, yep. like the final boss, 
you got two of those and you're attacking a woman's thigh, I guess. Yep. Get those amino acids the yep. fuck out of there. You got to massage the muscle Take back that into functionality. Acid. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and then they gave them like a, it's basically like a paint roller with spikes. Spikes yeah. is a strong word, but. Nubs. And they're like massaging like her under, or it's not your butt, it's not your thigh, it's the under, upper thigh. Whatever between your butt and your knee is. Upper thigh. In the back of your knee. But it's on the back side. I guess. Your glute. thigh goes, maybe, yeah. Sure, whatever it is. If you want to know, just Google it. My word picture does it's, not. We'll never be able to bring this one together. It's it's kind of worth the Google just for the like. Okay, like never forget that anytime you think like, man, Nintendo won't let porn on this system. There it is. There's the, the porn. Game, the game is called Shinobi Refure Refure Senran Kagura. What's that mean, Jeff? Apparently, the refure part is short for reflexology. I so you're obviously. Uh, I don't, a ninja I don't know doctor. anywhere near enough words for this one. Based on the the words I know from that title, you're obviously a ninja doctor. Yeah, I thought Shinobi was from like I've heard that one in Shonen. <laughs> Wait, isn't that like the people that lead Naruto? Those are also sh those are um. Those are something else. I thought Shinobi was like ninja or something. It might be. Shinobi may just mean ninja, and that may be where... Or like yeah, master Shinobi ninja. Shinobi means ninja. Charlie's dead on. So you're obviously a ninja yeah. doctor of reflexology. Huh. I guess, yeah. And your specialty is uh, rubbing down muscles to really get those lactic acids out? Yep. Oh, yeah. Just, just more like, rubbing it down. More like beating and abusing. Rubbing's <laughs> a different motion. This is yeah. the best use of HD is... Rumble ever. This yeah, is gonna this look. Is... This is gonna look so fucking good, like, because I know the Switch's big thing is like you can go on the street with it. Like, I can't wait to sit on the bus and watch some dude just caressing his fucking Switch. Like, yeah. Mm. Nintendo already proved with the um, what was it, the re-release of Zelda, that they clearly have no idea what the code of conduct on a bus looks like. Yeah. No. No. Like, just like, oh yeah. Oh, don't mind me. I'm playing a video game. Like, no, you're not. It don't mind me. I'm screaming at my DS. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, you're just really creepily caressing your fucking Switch on the bus, sir. You're going to have to get off the bus. You're you're creeping out the people. Well, what and you frankly, understand, Alex, is the storyline, if you can get past its unredeeming qualities, it has some really good redeeming ones. Like, this is the amazing story of a few menu screens that lead me between this girl and that girl. And then but, I get to pretend to play doctor. Are you about to fuck to that the, electronic I, son? And if you can overlook the unsightliness of it, I think even you would enjoy this game. You know, but, you know, people just, you can't look past it, can they? Well, I, I need to get that lactic acid out. Oh, come on. S, oh, yeah. It teaches you how to massage, obviously. It's a sports medicine tool. Uh, oh, yeah. This is somewhere, like, between, or... I, I could start marketing this. Like, all I need is one of those massage tables and to do the techniques taught to me in this game to random strangers. And, you know, I'll just make money. Yeah. <laughs> I would pay to watch that. <laughs> well, the thing is, is you want to pay to watch, like, the most randomest of strangers, like, doing this in front of a bus stop. Yeah, that's true, too. <laughs> this is not going to go well. No. I, I, I'm just glad that um the porn industry has rediscovered another... 
Nintendo device with motion controls, so this type of shit is happening, and we can be forever reminded of the fact that, you know, Nintendo lets some weird-ass shit on their console in not America. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I also look forward to hearing people sue the public bus system because they their experience on the bus was ruined by some dude <laughs> jerking off his Switch. Nah, they're suing Nintendo. Oh, there you go. For letting you All jerk off your game. Switch. Yeah. Coming uh, I, never to Something Wicked Studios. This, you know what could come to Something Wicked Studios? What? No more heroes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's nothing dirty about that game, though, Jeff. You're just charging your battery. Oh, yeah. No, that's it's just one of those shake light things. Yeah. It's a lightsaber that you have to jerk off on occasion. No, no, not jerk. Stimulate the power supply with rhythmic back and forth motions of the hand. Oh, yes, exactly. It's getting that induction reverse magnetic motor thing. Yeah, it's, it's, it's causing a magnetic field, causing the batteries to charge. Exactly. Mm. I like to build up a charge every once in a while. Then what, shock your monitor? Yeah, so that's what we'll call it. <laughs> have you ever played No More Heroes, Alex? No. <laughs> Great game. We may have to fix that with the endless list of games I keep saying, hey, we should totally play that for the channel. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, moving on from that to something actually relevant and maybe important. Uh, the Overwatch Summer Games are back by the time you're hearing this, I think. And they've added uh, Lucio yeah. Ball. Or ranked yeah, Lucio they're, Ball. They're adding it back again, yes. It was there last year. Yeah, I remember it being a thing last year and people being like, holy shit, this is cool. And me being like, that looks stupid. And like Dude. a bad version of Rocket League. Hmm. Looks fun. It's going to be a dumb question. Are, are either of you two actually still playing Overwatch? I am. How I active don't know what video games are. I am semi-active. Like once a week or once a month? A few times a week. Okay. Just haven't talked about it long enough. I thought maybe you fell off it completely. No, no, I do. Just here and there. Not anywhere near as as much as before, but sure. Yeah, I've my hockey schedule's throwing off my video game schedule, and I've been trying, or because of like all the musical stuff I was trying to do, so I could go play an open mic. Like free time just didn't exist, and I still need to be Persona Five is kind of the priority. Yeah, you should beat that soon. Yeah, I've been sitting at pretty damn close to the end of the game for a while. Yeah, that end of the game has some challenges. Hmm. But, yeah, we'll get to that later. Um, moving on from that, I guess slowly transitioning or starting the preamble, if you will, to our main topic this week. After a three-year debacle and $660,126 raised, Unsung Story, a Kickstarter game, has been handed off to Unsung uh, to some other people so they actually can finish it. Uh, sorry. And they're abandoning it and they're handing it off. Hmm. It's being handed off to Little Orbit, makers of Barbie and her sisters, Puppy Rescue, Kung Fu Panda, 
showdown of legendary legends or the games of notes. So, yeah, people that were behind this game, your game is in good hands. Hmm. So, now is how much money? We'll call it 660000 600000 to make a game. What type of game was promised? I don't know exactly. I'm guessing based on the art, some type of Dark Soulsian thing. Dark Soulsian thing on six hundred grand. Ah, it's a Kickstarter Ooh. thing. Yeah, or I agree. That just seems like I don't know. Or I guess I don't know. Or name the game again. Unsung story. Because I'm tr I'm trying to gauge the level of ambition they were throwing at this. Um, some, and I guess it's probably like a post from Little Orbit. That's the right name, right? Yeah. Basically, they've said, um, yeah. We're starting from scratch, meaning this is never coming to out. I mean, their art is like... Okay, so... Looking down at the work in progress of the actual game, it looks very, uh... How do I put this? It's like a... Almost dungeon crawlery. And they've got, like, basically characters move around on squares, it looks like, and attack each other. Oh, it's a turn-based RPG. Sure. It's very 3D for yeah. uh, turn-based RPGs. Um, that's not necessarily uh, the truth. Like, Fire Emblem's also kind of the same way. Yeah. It's like almost like over-the-shoulder Fire Emblem, Yeah, I guess. Um, or at least that's what the one screenshot I can find of it is. Um, I don't know. I guess 600,000 could make this game, but I mean, like, I don't know, 600000 towards a video game doesn't go very far. It does on Kickstarter. Like, typically it's, hey, we have this thing. You should totally help us finish it or something. And I, let's like be assuming... blunt. Go for it. Like, this is yet another Kickstarter game that's neither live up to expectations or falls flat. Like, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. I don't know much about the game, but I guess maybe I should research this more. I guess the guy behind it is um, Yasui uh, Yasumi Matsuno, who's considered a master of this type of stuff. It's very much in that kind of vein of things. So I suspect there's some people quite upset about this. Mm hmm. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I, I imagine there are a lot of people very mad about this. Yeah, it's so, I, I kind of threw this on here so we could talk mm -hmm. about the fact that. Kickstarter has guy, noticed a drop in video and video game kickstarting projects. So the guy who you mentioned, Yasumi Matsuo, worked yeah. on the original Final Fantasy Tactics. Okay, yeah, that makes sense then. So that 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 jived like really, really well. <laughs> um, and I guess in the community's defense, there hasn't been many other than Fire Emblem. There hasn't been a lot of like Final Fantasy Tactics style games. Yeah. Um, it's kind of a niche audience. Yeah. That's that's not an unfair assessment of that. Hmm. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, Charlie. It's not like no, making a point. No, it's, I was going to kind of the point you were making. I was going to research the dude quickly. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's a little really shitty. That's just getting handed off. Or you were saying that um Kickstarter. Uh, video games are dropping off. Yeah, the number of video game projects announced has dropped significantly, and 
the number that reached successful funding has also dropped significantly. I, the idea of kickstarting a project on a video game on Kickstarter has always struck me as a little bit strange. And at the same time, I, I get the idea behind it, but video games are hard to make. Like, there's a reason some games spent as long as they did on the whole Steam kick up a Kickstarter or early access page. Well, that exists for a reason. You're basically providing free beta testing. And think with the number of games that never make it off that list, even. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I... I don't know. Like, it's, I, As always, I find the concept of Kickstarter a good one, but at the same time, as someone who only buys physical products off Kickstarter, like, I won't buy into ideas or even, like, passion projects or... I want to make an X. Okay, I'll fund the making of an X so I get X. That's as far as I'll go on that platform at this point. Because that's very much a, like, hey, either you can make it or you can't. Mm-hmm. Your deliverable is very quantifiable. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like, it's... It feels like Kickstarter's been struggling some lately in the gaming space, and... This feels like yet another, yup, they could be doing better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, about the Kickstarter, so Kickstarter, like, drop-in, like, video game-related stuff, people have also been pretty burned as of late as Oh, no, no, I'm not saying it's not a justified like, drop. I'm saying it's, like, it's yeah. not surprising, even. Yeah, no. I mean, there are some horror stories of some stuff that's gone to shit when it comes to Kickstarter. Mighty number nine. Yep. I would... Kind of not be surprised to find that you start getting like a real. This starts turning out to be a like a like a weaning process or a weeding process where you start having like maybe one developer will get really good at kickstarting games and delivering on it, and they'll kind of like pull a niche and actually kind of like solidify as like this is the company to model after, and if there's going to be continued success, it's doing what these guys do. Yeah, um, I can see that happening. I can also see that not happening and. Just no one gets the torch and no one actually pulls it off. So it'll be kind of interesting to see how it shakes out. It'll either be like one person that separates themselves from everyone else so drastically, or it's just going to be continued squandering of skill. Yeah. Not that I'm... Not that there's many options like... I'm not exactly a genius for coming up with... It's either going to succeed or fail. Yes. In more words. It's like a binary choice at that point. Yeah. But speaking of, so I guess speaking of things that are probably not going to fail, and finally leading into our main topic this week, at some point in August, you will be able to pre-order the Super Nintendo Classic. Yay! Mm-hmm. It comes out in September. Uh, officially, Nintendo has gotten out there and said, yeah, sometime the next month you'll be able to pre-order. Awesome! Yay! Can you tell how excited I am about this? As someone who's on a couple like watch lists to pre-order it, I don't know why I want to pre-order it. Mostly so I can be like, "Haha, I own one, and the rest of you don't." But yeah. <laughs> You're buying the prestige and the bragging rights. You're not buying the console for the console. <laughs> just leave it in its box all the time. Just post pictures on Reddit of it in its box being like, I bought this so one of you fuckers couldn't. 
Yeah, like that one Grant dude. Moore. Did you see the one dude who posted like he had like twenty or thirty of yeah. them? Yeah, yeah. That's 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 Charlie's final form, pretty much. Yeah, a little <laughs> bit, a little bit, right? <laughs> little bit. Maybe I should buy two then. Oh, you're gonna be like that guy who was it? Uh, what was that? Oh, the guy bought two PS4s and he smashed the first one while he was in line. So everyone. Could oh, that's see what it. I'm gonna do with the second one. Oh. Put that on the Patreon page. You're a horrible human. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> Very dumb. But yes, if you're excited for that console, my scumbaggery aside. Pre-orders on your desired retailer of choice will be open officially soon. It's not a glitch. It'll actually happen. And you, too, can fight family, friends, strangers, and loved ones for a chance to play Star Fox 2. <laughs> Enjoy. This isn't how the society ends at all or anything. Gaze into my eyes, my terrible, terrible eyes, as the god of chaos consumes your soul. <laughs> but, yeah, I guess that probably uh, leads into our main topic this week. So you want to introduce this one, Alex? Uh, yeah, sure. So, we were trying to decide what we're going to talk about this week. And I could and... have sworn we talked about this once, but fuck it, why not again? Well. You might have before I got on the podcast. Maybe. we ever used it as an actual item. But, uh, yeah. So, ah, uh, the art of the pre-order. Great, you know, great hits and heartbreak. That's what we're going to talk about today. I'm going to throw down some predictions before we get rolling on this. Alex is going to bring up Duke Nukem forever at some point. Of course I am. You got some predictions, I... Jeff? see um what will he bring up i don't know <laughs> so it feels as though alex is a bitter man on this topic mm-hmm that's a potentially fair assumption yeah all right so hmm. alex will you continue okay so uh as you know the big hype with anything now is everyone pre-orders, or they want people to pre-order, and we'll throw in some nice treats and some fun stuff. And Destiny Two, Destiny Two, for example, get we'll that throw in laser a bunch gun. of cool shit. Get you know? that frozen heart gun. That's a laser. So I, I guess I'll open it up with if you could choose a pre-order that you've really enjoyed, share it and let us know what you got, and then on the opposite side. Let us know about a pre-order that you got and absolutely fucking hated. Um, or just was disappointed in. Probably for the most enjoyed one, I'd have to go with... I'm not sure it's actually a pre-order officially, but I bought a copy of Harvest Moon 64, and it came with a plush cow from that game, and that was awesome. Huh. Like... But I don't think that was a pre-order. I think it was just a, holy shit, you actually bought this game. Thank fucking God. Americans are buying this game. <laughs> but it could have been a pre-order. I don't know. I don't totally know what was going on at that time. I remember ordering it, and it's like, hey, it came with a cow. And I'm like, that's cool and adorable. 
Mm-hmm. Um, remember a Katamari Damacy game I bought came with some cool shit at one point. I, the disappointing one's probably the, the Division, not because the pre-order bonus was bad, but because I bought the um, Game of the Year edition, so I got access uh. to all the DLC for free when it was coming out, and I did not make it past the vanilla version of that game. <laughs> and I'm like, man, fuck this shit. I'm going back to Destiny. Yeah. yeah. I don't think you're very unique on that one. No. no. <laughs> it was a club of us. Yeah. What about, uh, what about you, Jeff? Jeff does some pre-order. the best pre-order. Yeah, I don't really pre-order things. Probably the ones that have panned out the most has actually all been this year with uh, Resident Evil 7 and Persona 5. Huh. Uh, probably more Resident Evil 7 than Persona 5. I like Persona 5. I've spent way more hours of Persona 5. Well, it's a 100-hour game. Yeah. 7 just, like, grabbed me and provided everything I wanted. And 5 is always going to be walking in the shadow of... I guess they both walk in the shadow of uh, games that they give us four. Um, Resident Evil 7 is much closer to Resident Evil 4 than I feel that Persona 5 is to Persona 4, at least so far. Um, well, like, and to be fair, 7 is a return to form for Resident Evil. <laughs> like, oh, man, uh, that's such a... I, I, you're not wrong. I'm just thinking of, like, man, they had a lot of iterations yeah. that they fucked up between four and seven there's like eight goddamn games yeah <laughs> and that's not even, or and that's before you even start counting the numbered ones yeah no like they had some good stuff in that time gap but like the numbered iterations of resident evil like five had some problems six, six. was bad God. yeah i say six was a fucking dead space clone not yeah they're like, Leon is clearly what people liked in this series. It had nothing to do with the combat. Co-op is what people want. Oh yeah, that's what people have always wanted in the Resident Evil series. Co-op. What if you could play as Wesker's kid who had crazy kung fu moves? Ava? <laughs> no, the other one. Quite, but... The other one? Who's Wesker's yeah. Uh, the blonde kid from Not Six. Browser. Oh, I ain't get very far in Six. You know what I'm talking about, though, right? It was one of the like, it was one of the playable characters. He had like crazy, like head smashing kung fu moves. Not Hunk. No, it's it's like the kid looks like fucking Wesker. Oh, I clearly have no idea. Yeah, it was the third I, character. I really you really did play not as. get far in Six. That's fair. Mm. That game was some, yeah. Oh yeah, six also had fucking co-op. Yeah, they they really just nailed it in that one. The best part of five, co-op. Yeah, that was the part everyone liked. Let's bring it back for six, and let's make it integral to the game. <laughs> um, yeah, probably the only pre-release I've gotten burned on was Battleborn. Um, you didn't get so much burned on that as just the game didn't take the off. Game didn't like pan off. Like, yeah, I can make fun of that game for not being good, but like it wasn't a bad game in the traditional it, it sense. It felt like they didn't give me a game. Yeah, like it, it just made the mistake of trying to go up against Overwatch in the same month, in the same release window, in the same way. Like that's just dumb. Probably the um, 
hardest one, like, probably the closest to a bad launch I had, which I absolutely loved the game anyway, was probably Portal 2. Yeah. Uh, but that was also back in the day where, like, if you were trying to play the game at the same time, everyone else and their dick is trying to play the game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just not going to go well. And yeah. That's what happened. And I lived with four roommates at the time, and uh, some of them got uh some of them got in and i didn't and i had to play the game the day after which is you know yeah (laughs) i totally didn't just you know play the next day and have a total blast you had to wait 24 hours for your gratification oh yeah it was it was life was tough uphill both ways snow dogs chasing you yep (laughs) pretty much yeah I guess to go over a little topic quickly, um, Jeff doesn't pre-order anything. Like, I'm lucky if Jeff buys a game that came out in the year we're talking about it. Pretty much. That said, I will definitely backtrack through history. Yes. I'm good about that. We're quite good about that. <laughs> but yeah, like the fact that Jeff played Horizon Zero Dawn in a timely manner and or around its release window had me going like, the fuck is up with Jeff? Like, this never happens. <laughs> Say that, I guess Near Automata is also yeah. in there. Basically, this year has been the year of pre-orders for me, and it's also been the year of everything. I've had the Midas touch this year. Everything I've tried everything's to play. been good. Yeah. Note, note, dear listener, I don't own a Switch. Yeah. <laughs> the passing comment. <laughs> <laughs> I do. That's a pre-order I got. No, 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 I don't regret that pre-order because I own one still. <laughs> oh, man, the deep cut on that one. Yeah. Oh, you know what was a pre-order I regret? The Nintendo Switch. The Wii U that I didn't pre-order, just purchasing in general, I regret. Uh, uh, funny. I regret not pre-ordering Bayonetta 2 because getting that game was a pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. I never told the Bayonetta 2 story on the podcast. I have never no. heard the bayonet. I, so I make the poor decision that, or I make the poor assumption that if I just go into a GameStop, they'll have Bayonetta two. And the GameStop employee looks me dead in the eye and goes, "Oh, you had to pre-order that. We only released it in select numbers. Nintendo like wasn't sure it was going to succeed." And I said, "You're a fucking liar," and went to the Best Buy a hundred feet away from that GameStop, and they're like, "Yeah, we have it." It's in the cage because it's M-rated and kind of sexy on the cover. And I go, how many copies do you have exactly? And they go, I don't know, like a thousand. We're pretty sure this game's going to sell pretty well. Mm. And they were right. Me and the seven other people that were standing in line trying to get a copy of Bayonetta 7 were like, you are correct. This game will probably do okay. The offering on this console is fairly limited, and this game's good anyway. Yeah. We would buy this regardless. Yeah. So, Alex, what are your pre-order regrets and favorites? Okay, so I guess I'll start off with the given. Regrets. Duke motherfucking Nukem Forever was a shit show. Now, I'm assuming that when you say pre-order, you mean you recently pre-ordered it, not you got redeemed for bot 
paying into it in, you know, 2004. No, I I would be the more recent one. So I purchased, like, not only they did I pre-order it. They announced the game. You looked yeah. at it and said, yeah. Yep. And I even got, like, the crazy Duke Nukem special edition that came in the giant box with a bunch of shit. And like disappointment. Yep. Statue form. Yep. So, I, honestly, like, if I had to choose my disappointing one, it would be that. That would be number one. I don't think oh, that counts barometer. because, like, no one was surprised except you, I guess, that that game Was sucked. I really surprised that that game I don't know. You pre-ordered it, it. Like, I would have... If, if I had the money at that point in my life, I would have ironically pre-ordered the shit out of it. Like, haha, I'm pre-ordering Dirk Nukem forever. Well, that's $60 I'm not going to enjoy. Whatever. <laughs> like, I don't think this counts for this one because no one thought that game was going to be good. It was just a chance to buy into the greatest ongoing joke in gaming <laughs> history. Hmm? Uh... Uh, like, well, like saying that was a bad pre-order is like, is like some general that planned the storming of Normandy going, wow, there were a lot of casualties. Didn't see that coming. Like no one said that ever except you apparently. No, I guess I was just blind to that. I remember being my, in, my love for Duke Nukem. I, I was <laughs> living in New York when that game came out and like the advertisements were all over the buses there. And, like, even I was like, I should pre-order that game. Because it's going to suck. <laughs> I, I could say I pre-ordered Duke Nukem forever then. And, like, when, when forever ended, I fucking got a copy. And it was a pre-order. Like, that doesn't count. Go with another one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well. Star Wars The Old. No, no. Yeah, Star Wars The Old Republic. Which is kind of a double-edged sword. Did you actually get burned by that? Well, I did. And then the game just, like, I lost interest in the game a lot faster than I thought I was going to lose interest in it. And I just kind of stopped playing that. And then EA decided to be EA and really fucked that game up. Like, I don't know if you heard some of the stuff they did to that game. Like, make it free to play? Well, they made it free to play. But, like, in order, when you play free-to-play, you don't have access to your entire hotbar for abilities. So, you have to do the subscription to unlock the full bar kind of thing. Or there are certain raids you couldn't do, period, because you didn't have the subscription kind of thing. And that just is like, yeah, it kind of sucked. But I did like the stuff that came in the box, you know? The pre-order stuff. Sure. Like, the statue and all that. It has a pretty cool fucking statue. So I'm like, alright, cool. So Actually, I just realized I got the Steelcase Persona 5 one, and I probably should mention that was pretty neat. I did, yeah, yeah I like my Steelcase. It's cool. I love Steelcases, though, too, so. Yeah. Mm. Sorry, I didn't mean to derail you, Alex. It was just... Oh, you're good. You you're mentioning good. the stuff in the box reminded me. Yeah. Uh, as far as stuff that I enjoyed pre-order-wise, I've always been a fan of pre-ordering some of the, uh, what was it? Uh, uh, well, the old World of Warcraft expansions. I used to have fun pre-ordering those, because I always enjoyed everything that came in it. Even the art book and all the little stuff. 
granted, it wouldn't make much sense after a few patches, but not the art book, but the other stuff that comes in it, the guide stuff. Like, but it was great to watch. Like, or great to get. I enjoyed it. Oh, you actually remind me of a regret one, actually. Uh huh. Um, do you remember the Warhammer MMO that came out a couple years ago? Ooh. That's closed since. Yeah. So the kind of collector edition pre-order for Something that thing. Tied? Um, no, that's Vermintide. That's more recent. I'm talking like it was called like Warhammer Dawn of War or something. It was a straight MMO, and that game kicked ass. FYI, I regret that game not being around. That game was cool. That game, from a combat perspective, is one of the best MMOs ever made. And from a class variety standpoint, one of the best MMOs ever made. Or Hermor mm-hmm. Online, Age of Reckoning? That sounds right, yeah. Uh, my regret for that was that the pre-order bonuses for the collecting... I thought about pre-ordering that game. Like, I was off WoW, and I'm like, I could go for another MMO in my life. And the, like, pre-order collector's edition was bitching. It came with an awesome comic that explained the lore of that game. And it was a really good comic. And now finding that comic is all but impossible. Like that, and it came in like a giant Warhammer-style tome box thing. It was a cool pre-order. Hmm. Yeah. I, uh... What was it? Oh, well, I was talking about the Star Wars one, but yeah, that one kind of sucked. On my end, anyway. I got a funny story about regretful or regretted pre-orders oh well then let's go on uh this is this did not happen to me or i was only witness for it i a mutual friend of me and jeff's that now trains wolves for a living uh pre-ordered the master chief edition of halo 3 you know the one that came in a master chief helmet yep and we go to pick it up at a game stop was maybe an eb games at that point still i don't remember exactly but so we get out to his car and we open it up and he looks at it and like there's a 30 second pause and he's just looking at it and he goes, son of a bitch, you can't put this thing on your head. <laughs> oh my God. He really did that? Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. Instant regret. His point, I also thought it was a helmet thing you could wear, so I was equally confused. To both your credit, I don't remember being that age and thinking anything the difference. Yeah, I... I was never, like... I kind of tapped out after Halo 1. Mm. Um, I know Halo 2 is good. I still tapped out after Halo 1. Nah, it's... I, I think Halo peaked with Halo 2. Mm-hmm. I think this. I I can also make a strong argument for Halo One and Halo Two are basically the same game, but that's a separate topic. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not necessarily an insult. Yeah. Like the story for those games is almost identical, but it's neither here nor there. I we're not gonna talk about that now. That's so a longer conversation. But yeah, I just remember him sitting in the car, being like. What the fuck do you mean I can't wear the helmet? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, and to his credit, like I am someone that owns a um 
God, I think it was uh, Killzone Sh- Shadowfall or something, the recent one, you could buy an edition that came with like a Hellgas Trooper helmet thing, and I-, I knew it wasn't actually wearable, and as an adult, I looked at it like, man, this thing should be wearable, it's just a bust. It's a cool-ass bust, but it should be wearable. With a Dremel and some time. I don't it's too small like both of these like once you actually put them up against your head were undeniably a little bit too small. Mhm. Uh yeah. Well, you could probably get a Hellgas helmet. I I could make one quite easily. It's called find a German Nazi helmet and get some glowing red goggles and then you're like 90% of the way there. Is it a World War 1 helmet? Uh it's more of a World War 2 one. Need a gas mask, but again, that's not. Yeah, that's again. We're not gonna go into depth on how you cosplay as Hellgast. <laughs> it's called buy a gas there. mask and put red sharpie on the goggles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Practically... Okay. Yeah. You know that's much more World War Two. I was way off with World War One. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, we totally derailed you there, Alex. <laughs> no, it's all good. It's all good. I'm trying to think of a pre-order that I actually... You know what? I will throw a pre-order that I actually really enjoyed. The Matrix Online! Yeah, boys! So, thank you for listening to this week's podcast. Uh, thank you for listening. <laughs> Amazing what the mute button can do. Yeah. <laughs> Post-production editing. I... Damn, you, you missed those snakes just jumping out of that cage and killing the shit out of Alex. It teamed up with the spiders and the scorpions. Oh, it, it, was, it was graphic. Uh, you all should have been there. It was great. We only heard the audio, and I, as a good human being, I'm not putting it in the podcast. Uh, oh, well, he's I, not without an NSFW tag. Yeah, we're, um... we're, we're tagged as explicit content. We're not, we're not tagged as snuff porn, though. Yeah, wow. not terrible SFW things. No yeah. one's going over massaging Alex's thigh. Yeah. No, but if that wasn't a Switch game, they probably would. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We don't know yeah. what that snake did with them afterwards. <laughs> no, but What's okay. Left okay. Of them? But uh, I mean, I know it sounds cliche that I bring up the fucking Matrix online, but it actually, was a pretty fun. Uh, I'm, I'm not challenging the- you on this. I'm not to regret challenging you on this one. But what about pre-ordering that game mattered? Uh, I got a chance to actually play the beta for it. Damn it, he had a reason. Yeah, they had a, a really interesting beta event that happened as well. Like, okay, so one of the things that I prided my or that I enjoyed about that was they used to have these live event stuff that happened, right? So this isn't within the beta. The time, within the time the beta was alive, there was this. They had an ongoing story thing going on for the beta, and so. You know, thing little had little events and little story things happening throughout the event, and uh, I guess somebody had set up like a little like radio thing already. So there was like a radio underground for the Matrix Online players that they would stream and listen to. And this whole thing happened where it was the end of the Matrix event they called it. And so one day you logged in, and there were nothing but red eyes in the sky. At one point, they replaced the cloud textures with red eyes, kind of thing. And so the universe started to, or the game slowly started to fall apart, so to speak. So, like, they purposely made certain parts stop loading correctly and other things started happening. So it was very much like it was like computer was like a virus kind of thing. Computer with a virus thing. So everything started to fall apart and then you'd randomly hear talking 
from the sky kind of thing. And everything just kind of turns into this weird, fucking, really crazy, abstract kind of thing where at the end, the uh, everyone got turned into pretzels, but not like pretzels, like the food pretzels, but their 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 models got completely di- like con- moved up and distorted and screwed up, so they turned into giant pretzels. So it was this kind of really cool way to kind of end a beta event, not like oh well, hey, servers are off. See you when the game releases. So that was kind of fun. Okay, that was pretty well thought out. Well played. You justified the bringing up of the Matrix Online. Ha ha! Got him, boys! I, I, I guess kind of on like on the flip side of that, like bring up Destiny quickly, I, I regret playing as much of the... Pre-ordering that game got you access to the alpha and the beta if you pre-ordered far enough in advance, and I definitely regretted that in some ways because I played way too much of that. That was a little too much access too early on. Mm. Yeah. Um, I feel like I'm probably forgetting one really dumb one. I always say one that like was an alpha that was awful. Is I pre-ordered and played Battlefield Three, and uh, the beta build they gave everyone was like six months old, and like you could crouch and fall through the universe if you happen to be on a hill. <laughs> like that was a very incomplete, broken ass fucking game. I had tons of fun playing it, don't get me wrong, but holy shit, that was non-functioning. Hmm. Speaking of non-functioning, uh, another regret wouldn't be Star Wars Battlefront, because the beta was basically the full game. Uh, so, again, I'm gonna call some, like, that shouldn't surprise you, because the word beta <laughs> simply means demo at this point, and... Uh, again, like I played that beta, and I'm like, okay, I know what the final game's gonna be like. Exactly this, like the fact that people were surprised when that game came out. And not to bash EA for a second, but it was like, this is obviously the full game. What do you mean the full game comes out in like two months? No, this is the beta, man. They're not changing that much between now and then. Like that's only two months. These games are probably already printed. This should have just, like, this was them testing servers, not the game. Hmm. I don't know. I think it's the fact that you kind of just got the full game as a result of playing the beta, because that's all it was. It just kind of sucked. But that's just bashing EA on a releasing a kind of a shitty product. I don't know. I'm not saying it, like, it, it didn't suck, but, like, at the same time, there, there wasn't a single part of the kind of pre-release media for that game that made me go, I have faith in this, and or, yeah, that beta isn't the final version of this game. Hmm. Okay, well. Like, there was too much in that beta for it not to be the final version of that game. Hmm. And I'm sure, yes, there were some changes between the beta and the final product, but not in the ways that mattered. Yeah. That's fair. Like, yeah, yeah, the public betas aren't them playtesting the game. It's them playtesting the servers. And probably netcode at that point. Oh, yeah. That I believe. And then I agree with you on that. I think it was just disappointment in the game not being what it was supposed to be. That's totally separate. That's disappointment in a bad game or a mediocre game at best kind yeah. of scenario. That's not that's not pre-order blues. Like that's the thing people tend to 
get confused by. It's like, no, no, you pre-ordered, and it sucks that a game wasn't good, but, like, rarely do you get fucked over by pre-orders. Like, that occasionally really does mm. happen. Like, to go back to my example, I pre-ordered The Division with all the DLC. If I had known what my reaction to that game was going to be like, I would have probably gotten the vanilla base-level version or not the game at all. Like, it, and, and to go one step further, I played the beta for that, and I'm sitting there going, this is what the final game is, isn't it? I don't think I'm going to like the final game. <laughs> like, I guess that's why I kind of give Alex a hard time on this one, because I've never once, like, even including Mass Effect Andromeda... I've yet to get a game that, like, I wasn't kind of aware, yeah, this might suck when I pre-ordered it. Like, mm -hmm. there was never a second in the Mass Effect Andromeda development schedule where I was, like, confident about that game. The fact it got pushed back a year like, was the moment I'm like, okay, this is gonna suck when it comes out. I'm still gonna get it, but, like, no surprise there. Mm hmm. Maybe uh, I should gather up some people and we should file a class action lawsuit, you know, because it cost me internet access to download the game that I was disappointed in. People do that all the time. I know you're still kind of <laughs> mad at me for defending that earlier. Like, <laughs> Destiny got sued. Mass Effect Andromeda got sued. Fucking Colonial Aliens Marines got sued. No, I'm not, I'm not mad at you for Ending it. I'm just saying. I, but it, you're acting like it's, it's like the insane, and the answer is no. It happens. <laughs> it's just not as public. Like, to be fair, if anyone deserves to get sued in these dumb video game lawsuits, the fucking mm. Pokemon Go guys are definitely worthy of it. Like, that's the most legitimate one I've heard. Where it's like, no, no, it's not that your game is bad. It's the fact that you couldn't make an event work on a game that's been out a full fucking year. <laughs> like that would be like if World of War that'd be like if BlizzCon happened and they just had like server issues the entire time it was happening where it's like well you can't play any video games so what else is there to do fucking nothing until the musical act <laughs> uh. Yeah, I, like, I, I'm sorry, that's what you sue, I, like, in, in some ways that's the most legitimate suing of things in some dumb way, like, that and the Colonial Alien Marines one where they flat lied with pre-game, like, pre-release footage. Well, the, the, the flat-out lying I can totally understand, and I'm not, you know, saying no to those guys at all, like, they have the absolute right to do it, like, the, yeah, if they were lied to, yeah, but, like, I don't know. Maybe it's just. I guess we'll agree disagree on that one, even though it's not the topic we're talking yeah. about. It just keeps coming back. There. Disappointment. I... Disappointment's a good word, actually. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I guess that's a kind of a topic to link it back to what we're actually talking about. Like, there's a difference between getting screwed by a pre-order and disappointment. Like, a... so for reference, a game I do not like. No Man's Sky. A lot of people are like, yeah, the pre-order for that totally fucked me, or blah, 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 blah. I shouldn't have pre-ordered that game. No, you shouldn't have. But at the same time, 
there was nothing but early warning signs going back like two years even that showed off that like this game isn't going to be what you think it is. That was people, not the developers, buying into the hype. The mm. developers totally didn't kind of try and manage that hyper expectations. But at the same time, a bunch of the crazy on that game came from the fan and consumer base of it. Like, that game could have been better managed, don't get me wrong. But at the same time, it was like half of the bullshit was people going like, and this game will have this and that and this. And the developer's response being, yeah, that'd be cool to have in the game. <laughs> like I don't know, I just remember hearing all the hype and people saying that it was this and that, but they also, I mean, just the, not to go too further into it, but like they talked about how these are the things that are going to be in the game when they flat out were not in the game. No, no, and here's the thing. The majority of the things they said were going to be in the game are in the game. The issue is they're not to the scope people extrapolated them to be. Like, the very... I can't believe I'm defending No Man's Sky again. Like, I, <laughs> why am I down this weird path? Like, the, the one thing they flat out lied about was the fact that everyone would be in one instance. Like, the fact that you could wind up on the same planet and you couldn't see other people, that was kind of lied about because they pretty heavily implied, yeah, it's one massive networked thing. Mm. And that wasn't the case which you should have known because that game works offline. Not going to say that's on you, but that game does not require an internet connection at all times. So obviously there's no giant network. Hmm. Did I know that part? Yeah, that, that game works with no internet connection. It works better with an internet connection because you can upload to the server and shit, but like that game works 100% offline. For reference, Destiny requires a network connection to work. Why? Because that game is actually multiplayer. Hmm. It is single-player games that require, a multi that require network connections that are the most bullshit, but that's a separate topic. Yeah, we're totally off topic, but kind of relevant. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> well, I I think we went over all of our pre-order woes. And... Sure. Other pre-order woes. Um, the Switch. My hmm. first PS4. Not the PS4 in general, just the one that killed itself. Oh. My Xbox One that was pre-ordered exclusively for a Destiny shader. Huh. The Wii U that was bought that was even that was bought to play Bayonetta 2, and you know, based on that logic, it totally fulfilled its goal. I don't know, like Breath of the Wild kind of, because I don't like that game. Again, I, I kind of looked at that game ahead of time going, I don't think I'm going to like this. It has a stamina system. That's on me. <laughs> I don't know. I. I. I yeah. Can we reel this one in? Maybe. Yeah. I, so. I, I don't have much more to say on this topic except like, it's not a company's fault for successfully marketing to you. If like 
if they flat out lie to you, yeah, that's a problem. But if you bought into and invented a bunch of things in a game, that's not their fault. Especially if they were like, eh, we never said that. Well, I guess yeah. that... Do we want to start closing this out then? Yeah, why not? Um, Let's bring it up to a close. <laughs> we have no emails this week, but Aww, if you were sadness. to... Yes, deep sadness. But if you if we did have emails, Jeff, how would we get them? First, you have to start getting into Destination Imagination. Maybe you might have to adopt a bunch of high schoolers in order to do this. That's up to you. Um... And then from there, what you'll do is you'll have them do one of their side projects to do to go with is an interpretive dance, and that dance should include the things that you want to be read on this podcast. Then you have to get that have such a good rest of a project for this to get its way to the front page of Reddit, and then Charlie might read it. Or more easily, you can email us at wickedawesomecast at gmail dot com. What's that email address, Alex? Oh, that email address, I believe, is uh, wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. Wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. Spelled as it sounds, down in the show notes, yada, yada, yada. We love getting emails. We love reading emails. We love responding to emails. You should send us some emails. And then they might wind up on the podcast. No email is too stupid or too weird for us. As I think mm-hmm. we've proven in the past. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or too, like, rude. <laughs> yeah. Accosting us is totally on the menu. In, in fact, yeah. we kind of encourage it at this point. <laughs> if you're calling us out for being something or other in the opening line, I'm probably going to read it on the podcast, because that amuses me. Yep. And those are the real fans. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, that about does it for this week of the podcast. Um, again, we apologize for the doldrums of summer, not the most relevant or hard-hitting of news or hot video game takes to play on. I suspect the next big thing to come out will probably be Destiny 2 for me or Alex. Like, I don't think of anything else coming out major between now and then. Yeah, I don't think so at all, actually. I think Destiny 2 is the hype train right now. Yeah, um content will continue i'm gonna try and get some quick looks up soon i apologize my life has been stupid and as a result recording and editing fall by the wayside because real job takes precedent over this fun shit so yeah hmm. and i think they want to pimp before we close it out i'm good no uh, other than just you can catch me on all my social medias and Streaming throughout the week yeah. on uh, Mave Online, Twitch, Mixer. See the amazing DJ Khaled picture of Alex. Yeah, my DJ Khaled haircut. We should make a Twitter for your snake. Technically, <laughs> hmm. yeah. that can be arranged. I'm already yeah. working on that shit. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, a blood drunk will happen sometime in the month of August, or so I claim right now. We'll see what happens with that. Um upcoming stuff uh probably the next big thing aside for blood drunk is destiny 2 as i mentioned earlier in the podcast i will be doing a wednesday the 6th live stream of that and that will go for many hours then we'll stop to record the podcast and then i'll probably be back and 
We'll see if I can beat the story mode of this one all in one sitting. <laughs> I'm hoping not. That was kind of disappointing the first time around. But, yeah. That's it. That's all I got. Uh, content will continue to kind of trickle out until I have more content to put out. Like, we literally have nothing to post right now. I need to edit some stuff after this podcast. Because mm. sidetracking. Um, yeah. One of you two want to close it out for us? Cue the metal. Yeah.